leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Asapodia has developed platform technology that allows it to chemically modify or conjugate living cell surfaces. The technology can be applied to any immune cell and any antibody or binding protein without the use of genetic engineering. The company is working to apply the technology to create a family of cost-effective off-the-shelf immunotherapies. We spoke to Sunny Shao, CEO of Asapodia, about the company's platform technology, how it works, and why it has the potential to change the cost and efficacy of immunotherapies. Sonny, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We're going to talk about Asapodia, its efforts to develop affordable immunotherapies, and your ACC technology that allows you to modify or conjugate living cells. Let's start with the state of immunotherapy and cell therapy in cancer today, though. What do you see as the biggest challenges with existing approaches today? There are two challenges for the um, uh, cell therapies in immuno-oncology today. One is the ability and potency to fight solid tumor, or we say to overcome the solid tumor microenvironment. And second is to provide an affordable treatment so that the uh, the cost of good and then also the, uh, um, the affordability can be better so that everybody can use. What's the potential to deliver off-the-shelf therapies and, and what impact might that have on the cost and expanding the, the use of these therapies? So the um, off-the-shelf therapy that Espodia is developing, um, it will be um, much simple and straightforward in comparison to the current autologous therapy. Autologous therapy meaning that it will need to get the blood from the patient from the hospital and then ship that blood to another facility take two to three weeks to make the product at the facility. One patient, one product, and then ship it back to the hospital. Um, so you can see it's a very lengthy process and a complicated process. So um, based on the estimation from the academia and the industry, the off-the-shelf therapy will be the about 100 times more cheaper than the uh, autologous therapy. 
What exactly is your ACC technology and how does it work? Our ACC technology um, was the uh, the work I developed in UC Berkeley. ACC stands for antibody cell conjugation. So it's using a bioconjugation technology to link the antibody and cell together. So it can u- unite antibody therapy and then and uh, also cell therapy <clears throat> to provide a very potent treatment. And then um, another strength of what we do, the ACC, is a bioconjugation process. So uh, so it doesn't require any genetic manipulation of the cells. Um, it will just be a simple conjugation step. Um, bioconjugation meaning that you link one biomolecule to the other using the, uh, using the chemistry or biochemistry so that the, uh, so the process is easy. Um, and then also <coughs> it provides a different and more potent mechanism for the cell to fight cancer. Because you can imagine conjugating an antibody to the cell, uh, we call ACC, is kind of uh, a missile guidance system. We put a missile guidance uh, device, the antibody, which can target and then guide guide the cells towards the tumor, so that the uh, these missile guidance cells can bring our powerful immune cells to target tumor and then kill them. And is the expectation that you would only use the antibody for targeting purposes, or could it be used for uh, an additional therapeutic benefit as well? Um, so the um, it can do both. Um, I mean the uh, the um, on the top level, it is a guiding system, so that it provides the targeting of the um, of the uh, NK cells, for example, natural killer cells, which is one of the a powerful first line defender of our immune system to uh, to target and then kill tumor cells uh, and then and then also the second level is that this antibody comes to get into the NK cells when the uh, NK cell engage tumor cell antibody also help activate the NK cells and uh, uh, stimulate the NK cell to kill the tumor cells so um so antibody in our ACC system, does have two front properties. One is the uh, targeting. The other one is activating NK cells to kill the tumor cells. I know one of the challenges with antibody drug conjugates has really been in the linker itself. How much of a challenge is getting the chemistry right to link an antibody to a cell? Um, so it is a very good question. So this is, um, this is what we spent many years to develop this technology because it is actually even more challenging than the ADC. As you can imagine, we are, we are conjugating antibody to a living cell. So, um, it is a living cell. So our conjugation per se cannot interfere with cells owned by our chemistry. In in a, in a, in a simple term, our chemistry cannot kill the cell. Okay. So actually ninety nine point nine percent of the chemistry, bioconjugation, 
the conjugation technology will kill the cells. So we're working on this 0.1% chemical conjugation we can use to um, to conjugate antibody to the cell. So that's um, <clears throat> that's the uh, the technology um, we have the uh, the patent from UC Berkeley, and then it is also take many years to, to develop this chemistry because um, unlike ADC, um, ADC is the antibody drug conjugate. You conjugate in a chemo drug, a toxic chemo drug to the antibody, but that drug is not alive, right? The drug is dead. So, um, so to the um, to the ACC, we're actually conjugating antibody to a living cell, living organism, and then that chemistry will be um, even more challenging because um, that chemistry cannot kill the cells. You mentioned that you're using chemistry as opposed to engineering, cell engineering, to attach the antibody to, to the cell. What's the implication of that from a, a manufacturing point of view? Yeah, so we are using the chemistry instead of uh, genetic engineering. So, um, so the chemistry <clears throat> have two advantages um, for the manufacturer. One is that it's much simple and straightforward. So this bioconjugation we do, um, we have only two major steps. One is conjugating a linker on the antibody. The second part is conjugating another linker on the cells. So it's it's uh, <clears throat> take a metaphor. It's like a Velcro system. A linker on the cells have a linker on the antibody, and then we mix them. They will they will conjugate it to each other. So it's only two steps uh, versus the genetic engineering, which has many many steps, including the bead selection, transfection, transduction, virus clearance, uh, because you need to use virus. So there are a lot of steps involved in the genetic engineering and then also a lot of the um, assays and then the steps you need to do to make sure the uh, the virus got cleared. However, for us, there is no virus touching the cells. There is no virus in the manufacturer so that the the process is very simple, very safe, and then also um, uh, can be uh, uh, scaled up easily. I suspect one of the other advantages you could go move fairly fast preclinically in going from a desired target to a an end product. Yes, yes. So the um, so that advantage of the manufacturer we're talking about simple and quick that also applies to the R and D because intrinsically making this product is much simple and quicker so that the uh, we were able to. Um, shorten the development time of the uh, cell therapy, and then the uh, if we have a desire and validated antibody, we can uh, make the product in a relatively short time to um, <clears throat> to expand our pipeline. And what kind of cells are you using? Is one type uh, of immune cell preferable to another? So the um, so currently the ACC technology itself, uh, it can be applied to a variety of the cells. Um, for example, the cells we tried, including NK cells, natural killer cells, uh, T cells, and also 
cytokine-induced killer cells, which we had just uh, our collaboration with Stanford University just published, and then also uh, can even apply to dendritic cell or stem cells. So, um, so the application is really broad. Um, however, currently, for the company perspective, we are focusing using the NK cell right now, and then the uh, the the reason we're picking the NK cell as the first candidate is because NK cells can be used as an off-the-shelf treatment. And then also NK cells have, have very good synergy with antibody, meaning that antibody can activate NK cells relatively easy and then uh, give them power to fight cancer. Let's talk about your pipeline. ACE1702 is your lead therapeutic candidate. This is in development for HER2-positive cancers. What exactly is it? So 1702 is our currently um, the first product in our pipeline. And then, the, uh, as you can imagine, the concept of ACC, um, we conjugate in an anti-HER2 antibody to the NK cells, natural killer cells, uh, to fight solid tumor. So anti-HER2, HER2 is the biomarker expressing on variety of solid tumors, including breast cancer, ovarian cancer, endometrial, gastric and lung, etc. So, um, so it's a tumor biomarker. And then, uh, so what we do, uh, back is the, uh, is this, uh, missile guidance system to get the uh, anti-HER2 antibody, which can target in, um, the tumor expressing this biomarker, HER2, and then, um, and then uh, get NK cells equipped with this missile guidance system so that they can go and then kill those tumors. And then this uh, 1702, we just recently <clears throat> in January got the FDA clearance. And then now we're starting our trials in two or three medical centers in U.S. I imagine that there was no shortage of indications you could have started with. What was the thinking in choosing to start with HER2 positive cancers? So the um, correct. So the uh, so the uh, um, on our pipeline, and then, and then as we discussed um, just just shortly before, uh, we actually um, can expand our pipeline relatively easy and quicker. And then the uh, we, and then we do have our pipeline uh, 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 developed and also listed on our website. It will be her two followed by um, PDL one followed by CD twenty CD nineteen. Um, so it is it is uh, not limited to her two. However, uh, her two what we're picking her two is that her two is um, a well established tumor marker. And then the uh, although there are current drugs, however, there are still more than fifty percent patient relapse. So um and then some some of the some of the some of the indications for example ovarian cancer endometrial um those women cancers uh they the the tumor cells express her too however current her two drug the existing drug haven't got approved yet so we hoped um our supercharged um NK cells 1702 can provide another and hopefully better treatment for these patients. What's known about 1702 from the preclinical work that was done? So 1702, um, we have done the preclinical work um, both in vitro and in vivo. Uh, that 
that meaning uh, we have done the, uh, the, the, the experiment starting in 1702 at the cell level that's in vitro to see if they can uh, kill, the, kill the tumor cells when we mix them directly with the tumor cells. That's the in vitro study, and it worked. And then also, um, second, we also did the in vivo study, which meaning that we applied the uh, 1702 to the tumor bearing mouse. So those uh, tumor mouse, they, they have tumors, they develop tumor, and then we apply 1702 to those mouse. They worked as well. They showed good efficacy. And then the uh, the sixth, uh, the third, which is even more uh, deeper in science, is that we also um, did the uh, we call tumor microenvironment study. Um, so the so the current challenge, as I said in the beginning, is that for the uh, solid tumor, when the tumor develops, they also develop a suppressive microenvironment, including low oxygen environment, high acidic environment. So those environments are adverse to the uh, to the immune cells. So so that's why a lot of times, um, currently, for many indications of solid tumor, there's still no cure. And then the uh, we also go ahead did a preclinical study, uh, studying what happened to our cells under those uh, suppressive microenvironment. For example, low oxygen, and then also for example, uh, more acidic, which is uh, low pH. And then under those con conditions. In the preclinical study, we also see our 1702 work quite well, even under those uh, suppressive tumor microenvironment. Well, given given the ability of the microenvironment to suppress the activity of an immunotherapy, we've seen a, a lot of people moving towards combination therapies. Is the expectation that your cells would be used as monotherapies, or would they be used in combination with other agents? So the um, so our cells will be first tested as a monotherapy, and then in animals we see that as a monotherapy, it, it does have good efficacy, so that uh, we will push it forward. However, uh, this is based on the, the current study um, from our lab, and then also from the uh, the uh, the academia and some industry is that um, if the cell therapy can also be a good combination with other drugs as well, for example, um, chemotherapy, uh, because the chemotherapy can first debulk the tumor. However, um, it, it, chemotherapy usually cannot wipe out all the tumor cells. Um, on, 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 on this part, cell therapy coming in or bring the advantage to uh, kill and then trace down the uh, the metastatic tumor cells. So um, again, um, for us, we go step by step. Uh, we do the monotherapy as we see good efficacy in in mouse. However, um, once we uh, step to that, uh, cell therapy does have the potential to combine with other treatment or uh, standard care as well. I I also wanted to ask you about your other experimental therapy, ACE1708, which is actually a combination of NKN T-cells. What's the thinking in combining the different cell types? Um, so I, so this I want to clarify a bit. Uh, so 1708 um, is, is, not, um, is not combining as meaning that we put both NK cell and then T-cell in. Is that 
our 1708 is conjugating an anti-PDL1 antibody to the NK cells. However, um, this anti-PDL1 antibody is um, to some extent even more powerful because it serves two purposes. So anti-PDL1 antibody first, it can direct NK cell, guided NK cell towards the PDL1 expressing solid tumors. And then second is that upon binding the PDL1 will also trigger the surrounding T cell to be activated to attack tumor as well. So that the, uh, the, uh, the, the combination effect as seen here is that although we only, we get the, uh, the, the anti-PDL1 conjugated NK cells, which is our 1708, it can do two things. One is that it can target tumor cell and kill the tumor cell. Second, it can activate the endogenous T cells, meaning that the T cells are already in our body, and then to fight as well. So it is, um, <clears throat> it is an exciting product is that it can uh, bring in both the T cells and then NK cells' ability to fight cancer. You're starting the clinical program at a time where we're all wrestling with the COVID-19 pandemic. Has that impacted the ability to conduct the trial in any way? Um, so this is a very, very good question. So the, um, so the, the COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, as, as we, as we all see does have the impact in our health, healthcare system. So that the, um, so that I think the first thing we do for the clinical trial is that we, we hope, um, and then also we send out a letter to our site that the, uh, that the, uh, our, uh, that the patient who want to participate in our trial, um, will, will, will have the, uh, the test first, if possible. And then we think it is possible, uh, for our trial because now we have more and more testing kits that's available. And then especially when the, when the, uh, when those patients participate in the trial, they're coming in the hospitals, uh, many times, um, to receive the drug and then do the testing. So it would be better to have the, uh, to have them tested first so that the, uh, they, they can know they're, they are safe. Um, the doctors will know they are safe. So, um, <clears throat> so I think that's the, that's the major will take, uh, for the, uh, for the clinical trials. We, 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 uh, we're going to start, and then the uh, that uh, kind of from a sponsor perspective. I know you're focused on cancer. I'm I'm curious though. Do you see this technology having implications outside of cancer? Um. Yes. So the um, so the um, cancer is our current focus right now, and then we believe with this missile guidance, the targeting system ACC, we do have the ability to provide a different and better mechanism um, to fight cancer. However, there are many other indications we can potentially target as well. For example, fibrosis. Um, in, 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 the, uh, in, in, in this uh, indication, for what we do, uh, instead of killing the tumor cells, we're going to kill those bad fibroblast cells, which, which cause the, uh, the fibrosis. So, um, so as you can, as you can imagine, it's still the same concept, right? So the, uh, so, um, so patients with, with NASH, with fibrosis, they develop this uh, bad fibroblast cell in their body. So that if we have a good antibody can target those cells, we can use ACC and then conjugate those antibodies to the NK cells 
And then now, these antibodies can bring the NK cells to kill those bad fibroblast cells. And then uh, hopefully can, um, can provide a treatment for the, uh, the fibrosis patient. Sonny Shao, President, CEO, and Co-Founder of Asapodia. Sonny, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.